Hello, everyone, and hello, Miles. What's up, Jason? Oh, Miles, we've got a fun one today. Oh, it's about time. <laughs> Our guest today is Rebecca Smith, who's the wholesale and retail educator for Groundwork Coffee Company. They're a popular roaster here in L.A. and in Portland. And we are at their historic train depot cafe in North Hollywood to do something a little different. What are we doing different, Jason? Well, this is uh, this specific groundwork here has many types of brewing methods. And we're going to take one bean and brew them in many different ways and taste the difference. So we're going to have a Chemex, a V60, and a French press. Those are the three we're going to try with one single bean. Yeah, we came up with this idea on our recent holiday special That's show. Right. Yeah, and yeah. we were talking about this location and how you liked all the ways you can brew the coffee here. So and then, here we are. Yeah, here we are. And there's no better way to taste the difference between coffees than if trying them side by side. That's right. So we're sitting here in the historic train depot. This is a, one of the coolest coffee shops that you can you can be in. Yeah. If you take the red line in LA yeah. up and all the way to where it ends, you end up somewhere right around here. Yes. And this is actually an old train station that was renovated. So you walk in and uh, it's very spacious. There's like a small lower cafe that is about the size of like a regular coffee shop. But then you can walk up a few stairs and, and it's the main body of the, uh, of the station. A lot of places to sit and there's a porch outside as well so you can kind of sit up here in this perch and look down at what's going on behind the counter yeah, and yeah it's a, it's really cool that they renovated a train station <laughs> and now it's a coffee shop yeah you've got plenty of space <laughs> and it looks and it's got that feel still yeah you know that old feel yeah trainy feels trainy <laughs> that old trainy feel <laughs> that's true and we'll talk more about that but let's get this taste test going miles we're going to be chatting with rebecca talking about our week our kids and coffee on this edition of Coffee Café. Coffee Café! Coffee Café! Welcome. We are two coffee-addicted dads that get together for some great coffee and conversation. We bring you the best of coffee. We take you to the greatest shops, introduce you to remarkable people in the world of coffee on both sides of the counter, and tell you about all the incredible coffees you have to try. It's an inside look at everything coffee and what makes it so amazing. So, Miles, Jason, we're at a pretty cool place today, aren't we? We are. Um, I usually say the address here, but you have written down that we're at 501-1275 <laughs> Chandler Boulevard. Are you sure that's not the phone number? Well, maybe. Surely. The, I, I don't know. We, uh, maybe, I've never seen an address number that long before. Maybe it's 11275. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone coming out, we're at Lancashire and Chandler. Almost. Yes. Yeah. More or less. It's in North Hollywood in a historic building. They serve coffee drinks, they serve food, and they also sell whole beans that they roast not that far from here, yeah, a stone's throw from here. That's right. Groundwork is a roastery, and uh, they have these cafes, and what uh, makes them unique, at least in my eyes, is that they, they, they're, they're all organic. And uh, one of my favorite groundwork, and uh, usually my go-to for when I'm out of coffee. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. When you're out of coffee. Well, well you're in a club, so <laughs> when right. you run out of club when coffee. That's right. Yeah, so this location, Miles, is pretty unique, like you were saying. What a, a coup to get a train station, a historic landmark, and make it into a coffee shop. I know. That is a, a coup. <laughs> a coup d'etat. <laughs> I wonder how you end up getting a historic building like that. I, I don't know. But whatever they did, it's genius because yeah. it not only is it beautiful, uh, the architecture, and you can tell that this building's been around for a long time. But it's spacious. Yeah, it's like a public place now. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. You can come here with about 100 friends. And enjoy some coffee. Yeah, you fit. <laughs> Easily, I think. Yeah, because you got for all the inside and the outside. 
And Miles, you were looking at their menu. What kind of uh, drinks do they have here? Jason, they have organic tea, organic coffee. Oh. They have kombucha. Ooh, kombucha. They have one of the few places that I've seen that has a Vietnamese iced coffee. Uh, one, one of your favorites. No. No? No. <laughs> Well, I know I'm, I enjoy Vietnamese coffee every once in a while. Yeah. It packs a punch. Yeah. It's got condensed milk in it. Oh, you can't go wrong with condensed milk. You can go wrong if you drink condensed milk too often. <laughs> I like to mix it up, okay. but uh, they have cold drinks here. Did you mention that they have cold brews too? Yeah, cold brew, nitro cold brew, yeah. classic cold brew. Yeah, my favorite. Ice coffee. Out of the cold brews is I always go for the nitro. Why is that? Uh, because of the uh, the bubbles that the make bubbles, it taste good. like creamy. It's kind of like a Guinness. Yeah. yeah, it very much is. And a man, and I've had the groundwork of nitro cold brews, delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm reading Willy Wonka right now. Oh. And you know the secret to Willy Wonka's chocolate. What is that? It, it's mixed by waterfall. So oh, it yeah. it a nice uh, <laughs> bubbly flavor. That's right. Well, they don't do it here by waterfall. <laughs> we don't know well, that. Well, that's true. We haven't gone to the back. <laughs> but they do have a lot of great uh, options to hear when you come here. And, of course, it's all done with the Groundwork Coffee. Uh, so that said, Miles, we're here for one thing, and that's to uh, uh, try this experiment, this taste test that we're going to do. So we're going to taste the difference between them, and so that the next time you or anyone that's listening orders coffee, they'll have a better idea of what they're getting and tasting and figure out which is the best for whatever bean they're ordering. Yeah, and it's unique to be able to come in and they ask you what method you want your coffee brewed right. yeah. by. It's, yeah. uh, it, you don't see that very often. No, I, I think people should do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and here to help us uh, with this tasting is someone who knows a lot about many brewing methods. She's the wholesale and retail educator of Groundwork Coffee Company, Rebecca Smith. And we can call you Becca, right? Yes. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Becca. Hello there. Yes, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Uh, so, uh, Becca, before we get going and before we try all these coffees that you're going to brew for us, we like to start the conversation with what we call the caffeinated five. Okay. And what it is is five questions that we're going to ask you uh, that gives our audience some inside information, things that they didn't know about groundwork or about this location. And these are quick answers. Nothing, you know, don't think about it too much okay. off the top of your head. And there's no pressure. You can't do anything wrong. Okay, great. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. All right. Number one, is it groundwork or groundworks? Groundwork. Okay. No S at the end. <laughs> if you could pick one country and you could only have coffee from that country's beans for the rest of your life, what country would it oh be? Oh, my gosh. Um, Ethiopia. Okay. Ooh, good choice. I like that. <laughs> Can you really taste the difference in organic coffee? No. Aha! How often do people get jaywalking tickets in front of <laughs> Oh man, the that's a good one. I jaywalked three times <laughs> getting in here. I yeah, never. Really? That I've seen. Oh good. Okay. <laughs> well I'll keep I'll continue jaywalking then. <laughs> How many types of brewing methods exist and does it really change the flavors of coffee? Yes, it does change the flavors of coffee. And I wanna say there's probably 10 to 20 different brew methods. Whoa, 10 yes. to 20. I had no idea. That's including, that yes, many different types. Okay. And a bonus question. It's not really a question, but it's just a bonus. Can you give us one tip that will make everyone's morning coffee taste better? Yes. Uh, be careful with your grind size. All right. If it's brewing slowly, coarsen up your grind size. Okay. If it's brewing too fast, then make it a little bit finer, like sand. Okay. I thought you were going to say coffee mate. No. You know what? I'm not a I'm hater. I'm totally though. kidding. <laughs> this well, podcast brought to you by Coffee Mate. Yeah. Well, uh, Becca, so you are the educator of Groundwork. Yes. 
Uh, you basically teach people at Groundwork about how to brew the right way to do it. What's that like to teach people about coffee for a living? It's incredible. It's my dream job. No kidding. Yes. <laughs> your dream job. It's my dream Congratulations. job. Congratulations. Yes. Being this in is, your dream I got job. it right out of college. Who would have thought? No kidding. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Uh, well, I discovered this career in coffee. Um, I'd been working for about six years-ish as a barista, and I was always fascinated with coffee in general. I fell in love with making coffee in my very first job, uh, which was at Panera Bread. And they don't do much coffee there, but right. I fell in love with it. That's interesting. And there was just something about the customer service part, making people's day over a cup of coffee. Uh -huh. And then um, becoming like a part-time therapist, like an <laughs> under-the-table therapist <laughs> over a cup of coffee. And then I started to really learn about what coffee is. And for a long time, I didn't know what coffee is. All right. It's actually the seed of a cherry. Right. And so um, from there, I started to learn how to brew coffee and kind of the elements of brewing that are so important. And, uh, and then I realized how many times I had not been trained effectively <laughs> on oh. brewing coffee. Oh, no kidding. So then I started to realize the need for training. And um, I'd always loved teaching people. So okay. I just merged basically two of my interests and um, really love it because now my job is extremely satisfying. I get new baristas all the time from all sorts of different backgrounds and just to teach them how to brew coffee, hopefully fill in the blanks or teach them new things. It's very satisfying. Who are most of the people that you teach? I teach mostly retail right now, actually. Um, I used to be the wholesale and retail trainer. Over the last month or so, I've been kind of becoming more retail focused. Oh. And so I deal with all employees that are hired for groundwork retail. Right. And um, I've been doing that for about a year now. So now almost everyone is pretty close to the same s skill level, which is amazing. Oh, wow. And uh, from here, we're just going to keep on building with more and more education and uh make them really, really great baristas. So what that does basically is that you know that all the baristas in all your different coffee shops, they have the same skill levels so that the coffee they're brewing is gonna be right up there where it needs to be. Exactly. I had a retail job once where there would be these shoppers that would come in that would report back to management yes. if their experience secret was not- shoppers. Secret <laughs> shoppers. Secret shoppers. Do you guys have, do you have that for a, for coffee or it, does that exist for and, coffee? And, oh, in and the if industry? you don't, yeah. we'll be happy to do oh, that for you. Oh, please do. I, I, yes, I need as much feedback as possible so I can make I don't my training any, better. I don't want to get anybody in trouble though. Well, no, no, but, no. You know, I just want to go around tasting coffee, but go ahead. Absolutely. We don't really have them here yet. Sometimes we get secret shoppers, All right. but um, overall we really just listen to feedback from our guests. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, groundwork. Uh, it's a what, 30 year company, 30 Almost year old 30 company. Years. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. They have a roastery here in LA. They have a roastery in Portland. Mm -hmm. The cafe is all the way up across the West Coast, yes. right? Uh, what separates groundwork from everybody else? That's a really good question. Thanks. Um, I, <laughs> I think I think of us, uh, when I first started, I, I was still kind of figuring that out. Now, after a year of being here, I feel uh -huh. that what separates us is the whole experience that we provide. So you can get a good cup of coffee in most places, um, especially in specialty coffee shops. Right. But um, what what I find that we do uh, as well as great coffee is good hospitality. Someone can come in, know what to expect, and leave feeling better about their day than when they came in. 
So that's the goal. And I think everyone understands that common goal and just genuinely likes people. Yeah. In each of our stores, we have 10 across LA and each store has such great people that work in there and just know their regulars by name, by order. And uh, it's really interesting and fun to observe because normally I sit in the back of the cafe and just kind of watch everyone, see how they're doing, uh -huh. assessing Taking the notes, situation. Uh, uh, you're all right. I'll exactly. You're all right. Okay. And then I'll go work with a barista. <laughs> but um, it's really, really satisfying to see that. Yeah. I, I mean, when I walked in, uh, everybody here, they didn't know who I was when I walked in. Yeah. Uh, unusual, but it's true. <laughs> Don't say. <laughs> And, uh, and they guy. were all very friendly, helpful. I mean, there was a line, but they were saying, do you need something? Can we help you? And I was like, oh, you're busy. I'll move along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's true. So, But I think what else makes groundwork different, at least from my perspective, is it's all organic. Yes. How did that happen? Why is that important? That was a value um, that has transferred over from the original owner okay. and founder, Richard Carno. He, um, somewhere along the lines, decided to make us the first organic coffee company in LA. Oh. And so from there, our, our new owners, Jeff Cheen, um, Steve Levan, and Eddie Cola, they all have just continued to take that value and continue through the last few years, and we will forever be organic. How, how, why is that important that it's organic? It's, Jason doesn't understand the environment. No, I, <laughs> yeah. No, no, I understand that. I'm just but in coffees, uh, and you know, it's grown in different countries. And, yes. And, and and how do you know it's truly organic? Yes. So I'm just asking that question. Yeah. So recently, I actually found out that we're not organic necessarily because of the quality for it. Like you can have really tasty and fantastic coffees that aren't organic. Uh -huh. In fact, organic coffees are harder to find than non-organic coffees. I would imagine. Yeah. And so. So we are not necessarily organic because it's it's healthy or anything. Mm -hmm. We're actually organic because it betters the lives of farmers down at Origin. So the oh. people that we work with, because they are able to have sustainable farms that healthier soil um, and healthier lives themselves. Less exposure to chemicals. Well, way, and like yes, that. Yeah. they don't have to deal with any of that. It betters the lives of the farmers. And that's part of the third value yes. is sustainability. Yes. We hear a lot about sustainability and for our audience, what, can you kind of quickly explain what that means? Yeah, to me that means sustainability of the lives around us. So the farmers, but then also the environment. So we use um, certain types of cups that work towards using less waste um, and also like biodegradable cups. So the, the clear plastic cups that we have are plant-based. So they are quicker to biodegrade. Right. We also serve all of our hot drinks that are espresso based without lids because we want to give customers the option to put a lid on or not. Okay. We also promote use of for here wear. So using coffee or putting coffee in ceramic mugs and whatnot so that they don't have to use plastic or waste. Um, those are some of our efforts to hopefully work towards bettering the environment and the lives around us. Well, that's pretty extensive. Mm -hmm. What Just a few things that you mentioned there. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about uh, this location then. This is a pretty unique place. This is the historic train depot. Yes. 
and it's an actual historic landmark. Right? Yes. Yeah, I think it, from my understanding, it's one of the few buildings in the valley that was built before 1900. Yes, it's from the late 1800s, which is so crazy to think about. Yeah. It is. Still, How much has still changed? Standing. That, yeah. <laughs> How did you manage to get a coffee shop in here? It was, uh, from my understanding, because it happened before that I when I came on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we really fought for this location because it's so historic and so amazing. Yeah. It's um, just such an awesome location for a coffee shop. It really is. It, yeah. It's like, uh, it, you know, wooden floors. It's, it has that train station feel and it's big. And there's still the part of the original railway right along the side here. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool to look at. Yeah. This was just restored recently. Two to three years ago. Two to three ago? years yeah. ago. Yeah. And, uh, and here we are. And now it's an, a beautiful coffee shop. And you have here, just for everybody's uh, information, they, you have many uh, different types of drinks. You have from cold brews to the, to the regular lattes yes. and all the sweet, fun stuff. And then, of course, groundwork, since you're a roaster, you have many types of beans. Yes. We have an assortment of blends, both ranging from light roast to dark roast. Yeah. Um, our most popular dark roast blend is definitely the Bitches Brew. The Bitches Brew. Yes. And that's actually named after a Miles Davis album. Oh, yes. there's a Miles for you. <laughs> yes. And, um, and then we have quite a few coffees that are single origin. So we have three different regions that we offer. We have Africa, Indo-Pacific, and Latin America. And you can tell which ones are which by the color of their labels. Okay. Thanks for that color hint because yeah. uh, that's a nice little shortcut yeah. Is when you come in yes. with a friend, right? It also oh, should say it on there, but um, the Indo-Pacific coffees are purple, the Latin American are yellow, and the Africa is orange. So that way, if you have an idea of what you typically like, you can just look for the color of the bag, look at mm. the flavor notes, of course, and then grab a bag to take home. Groundwork is a, a go-to of mine. I love it. And I know you drink plenty of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. Great. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> All right. So at this location, you have a lot of different ways to brew coffee. Yes. And you offer each of them to the customers that come in. Yes. Yeah. Right. So what we have here is a V60, a French press, and a Chemex, right? Yes. What are the differences between them? The difference between all three is uh, mostly technique, yeah. but also that each and every brew method that you choose, especially the manual brew methods, uh, they each accentuate a different aspect of the coffee. So I chose these three to show you today because two of them are considered pour overs and one of them is considered an immersion plunger method. Right. And uh, two of them really focus on accentuating flavor of coffee, whereas the French press accentuates the body of the coffee over the flavor. So that's what we'll be able to taste today. And most of these are most specialty coffee shops. Yes. And what bean did you want to uh, brew for us today? Today, I chose my personal favorite. It's uh -huh. the El Salvador Finca Hungria. Okay. And uh, it's one of our newer coffees. It's a very light roast, heavy-bodied coffee. Right. And the tasting notes that we will hopefully be tasting today are dried fig, sweet cherry, yeah. and red fruit punch. So that's kind of the goal for us to be tasting. Would you mind just explaining the difference between the flavor and the body? Yes, absolutely. So flavor is um, what coffee naturally has, especially when it's grown in a particular place. Um, it has to do with growing conditions and all sorts of other aspects that the coffee uh, goes through. And then body is actually also kind of mouthfeel. So how does it feel on your tongue and around your mouth? The best way to describe body is uh, the difference between whole, whole milk and non-fat milk. Right. Mm -hmm. The weight of it mm -hmm. on your tongue, right? Yes, how it feels. Yeah. 
And then what is your favorite part of this coffee that uh, we're trying? I love this coffee because it surprises me every single time I drink it. Uh -huh. um, it is very fruity for what I normally consider a Latin American coffee, although I'm trying not to have bias against regions for coffee. Right. But um, because of the processing method, it tends to be very fruity compared to others like it. Okay. And so, um, and I just really love the red fruit punch that I normally get in this coffee. Okay, red fruit punch. That's mm -hmm. a very unique note. Definitely. <laughs> that was my favorite drink for a long time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my favorite flavor Gatorade. Yes. And there's no better way to taste the difference between things when you taste having coffee side by side, right? Yes. I mean, that way you can really pick out what's different, what's what what really is different between them. Because you can't do it from memory, right? No, definitely not. Yeah. Um, it really definitely shows you what the coffee has to offer, especially in a pour over brew method. And then to compare it against the French press, you see how it can change across brew methods. It's pretty crazy how it really changes. Yes. Why is that? It really has to do with filtration and it has to do with the technique of pouring the water. For instance, the Chemex and the V60, actually you manually pour the water over the coffee bed and you put it through several different phases of extraction. The first part is what we call pre-infusion, where basically you put a certain amount of water over the coffee bed, let it sit for a certain amount of time to really start to open up the pores of the coffee. And then you can continue extracting over the next few minutes. But you don't want to portion all the water at once. You portion it incrementally. So it's definitely a skill to have. Yeah, I mean, apparently it's a, it's a skill because what you just yes. said, a lot of our audience said, what? What did she say? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, uh, and then there's different types of filters that you use. So the V60 filter is typically slightly more porous. And then the Chemex is a little bit thicker. It's about 20 to 30% thicker than a V60 filter. So you get a little bit... Uh, more pulled out due to the filter itself. Okay. And so they exhibit different flavors in the cup. Wow. When I'm making my coffee in the morning and I do a, a pour over, there are times when I'll put it on and instead of coming back 30 seconds later, uh, you know, to let the pours open, I will get sidetracked with something and I'll come back like five minutes later. <laughs> How much have I ruined at that point in what I'm doing? Um, it's it's probably extracted quite a bit out of the coffee. Um, it definitely will not be tasting the same. It'll probably taste slightly muted yeah. at that point. I do the same thing. I accidentally walk away for like a minute and a half or sometimes longer and I'm like, shoot. So <laughs> it depends on where I'm at in my morning to start over or not. But if I was bringing it for a customer, I of course would start over. No, right, right. <laughs> Where you're at in your morning and where you are in your uh, in your uh, supply, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I don't have enough. I got to use this. <laughs> well, one question before we try to start tasting it. Do you recommend that uh, people like in our audience would, would try an experiment or some, a tasting like this? Absolutely. It's um, not only fun and exciting to be able to see how it changes, yeah. but um, also like a nice challenge for yourself. Oh. Um, it's definitely, it's a whole other skill to be able to brew manually and, um, way back in the past, I wasn't very confident in doing something like this. Okay. But the more you practice and the more you taste, you'll be able to learn the techniques, but then also learn how to taste coffee, especially when it changes across brew methods. All right, mm. so which are we going to try first? Let's try the V60. The V60, and let's see. It's it's a brighter flavor. Uh, I taste a cherry, and, and that's pretty much all I got out of that sip. Yeah, I got uh, definitely the sweetness of like a dark cherry. Yeah. And also a little bit of the figginess that okay. we're supposed to be tasting. Right. But the fruit punch almost entirely goes away, except for on the aftertaste. It has this 
acidic effect on the sides of my tongue. Just a little bit, but with complimented sweetness. All right, Miles. Yeah, that is it's it's nice and light. I agree with what both of you said. <laughs> I taste the fruitiness. I I, I mean, as I was saying, uh, you had told me about the cherry ahead of time, and I can I can taste it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I would have picked out cherry because it is a, it, like it is a bit subtle. I think. What are we going to try next? We're going to try the Chemex. What should we expect? A slightly more accentuated body in this cup, so still the bright fruity flavors, uh-huh. um, maybe more well-rounded sweetness rather than like flavors popping out at us. Okay. Um, and then uh, accentuated body. All right. Okay. And I can definitely oh, taste yeah. exactly yeah. that. That that is exactly what yeah. you said. It's still very it's, sweet it's and sweet. fruity, mm-hmm. but it's muted in terms of like flavors that are in your face and yeah. definitely feels heavier on the tongue. Yeah, it's less less bright as the one before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that it just happened to do that. And that's because of the filter and the way it's brewed, right? Yes, exactly. It's it, the I oils used, that are coming out of the, the beans. Yes, and how much the filter traps. Yeah. Um, and I use the same amount of coffee, same amount of water, same amount of time that I brewed this for. Oh, wow. So it's strictly pretty much the filter and the way that the... Chemex is shaped versus the V60 as well. Does the filter just impact the speed of the water going through in the contact time, or is it also actually filter things like certain flavors out? It, of- it does filter out some of the flavor, and then there is actually a grind size difference between the V60 and the Chemex. Oh, okay. So you actually want to grind for a Chemex slightly coarser. Okay. So the the way that I teach baristas is we do pinch test. So we'll feel coffee due to the grind size that we are choosing for a particular brew method. So the V60 feels a little bit closer to table salt, whereas the Chemex grind size feels like sea salt okay. or a little bit okay. around that. So just slightly coarser. So, right. Yeah. So if, so if you want something that's brighter, that's just perhaps more, is more flavorful, you go with the V60. Yes. With the Chemex, it's, you still get beautiful flavors, but it's just a little more muted. Exactly. But heights to me, why wouldn't everybody choose the V60? Well, the Chemex compared to other brews, it is even, it's more of a, a mix between, right? I'm yeah. not the expert. What am I talking no, about? No, no, d- definitely. <laughs> so I would choose. You sounded very good though. <laughs> I prefer the Chemex All on right. a good day. Um, I absolutely love the V60, but for me, the Chemex is very beautiful, which is, um, it was actually created obviously to be a coffee brewer, but then also as kind of like a centerpiece of a home. Okay. But either you get a delicious cup of coffee. No question. And, but I guess it would also depend on the bean that you're using. Absolutely. I probably would not use a dark roast blend of coffee for a V60. It wouldn't damage or do anything to the coffee taste, but there, that brew method in particular is best for lighter, flavorful mm-hmm. coffees. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Right. You re- it brings out, if, for those light uh, uh, roasted coffees, the flavor, you really got to bring it out to taste it, and then V60 happens to do that more efficiently than the, the Chemex. Yes. All right. How about that? I'm learning something here. This is great. All right. This is great. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's beautiful. This is very good. Uh, so far, everything's been great. Now, what's next? Next is the French press. All right. So now it's the French press. You can already tell a difference in the color of the Oh, look at too. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, It's lighter. It's lighter and it looks like a little bit murkier compared it does. to the other it, it ones. It almost looks like apple juice. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> All right. So this is the Finca Hungria French press version. Let's see. Whoa. Yep. This is like we're having a completely different coffee. Yes. I mean, a completely different. That blows my mind. Mm-hmm. It definitely does. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting. I mean, doesn't it that taste is way different. completely different? How did that happen with the same bean? So 
it's even more of a coarser grind that I use same amount of coffee and same amount of water. But with French presses, there's actually no paper filtration. There's about two to three layers in a French press of metal filters. So they typically are like little mesh filters and um, also filters for like the bigger grind particles. And so there's no paper filter to take away particles. So that's why in French presses, you typically have sediment in your cup too, which is why I personally don't like French presses. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but that that really is why the body is so high in a French press compared to flavor. It's amazing. The fruit, like that that sweetness at the beginning just goes away. Mm-hmm. Completely goes away. And it's yeah. a, a, even a little more acidic to yes. me. Uh, and that's what it should be, right? No, so, you are wrong. Um, <laughs> well, that's not going to be the first time. <laughs> All right. So what bean would be best for the French press? The French press would definitely complement like a medium to a dark roast bean. Okay. So a blend of pretty much any of your choice. Okay. But your favorite is the Chemex. Yes. But for this bean, still the Chemex? I like the V60 today yeah, with this all right, coffee, see, there but you go. <laughs> uh, when I go home, <laughs> I'd always brew on a Chemex. Right, so, but okay. yes, I do really enjoy the V60 for uh, this. My preference, Miles, is definitely the V60 for mm-hmm. this specific bean. What would you choose of the three for this bean? For this bean, I agree. The V60 right. gives an interesting flavor profile, or I feel like you're tasting more of it than you do as you get with the Chemex and the, and particularly the French press. But there are coffees I like where it's less fruity and they're more body mm-hmm. and, and maybe a different brewing method would, would work. Yeah, sure. But for this, the V60 is the unanimous winner. Yes. Woohoo! <laughs> All right. So uh, now my, our audience knows if you, if you have the opportunity to try the V60 with a light roast, that may be your best bet. Medium dark roast, you may want to try the Chemex. And if not, go home and try your French press and see yes. how that tastes. All right. So there the we go. The French press is fun, I will say. Wh- it why? is the... <laughs> There's something about plunging it down yeah. and just having a pitcher of coffee in front of you. Definitely. That can be just nice. constantly topping off. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, this has been a great experiment. Thank you so much, yeah, uh, Becca, for sharing this with us and, and, and brewing the coffee because we got to watch her uh, put all these together. And you are like a master guru of brewing coffee. I do it every day and well, I enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, the efficiency and you are focused like an athlete doing their best. It's very scientific, so I have to make sure that I'm watching every part of the process. Is there any cup that, went, or any order when someone comes in and you just like, oh, I don't want to make that. For me, never. Yeah, okay, no, actually okay. one thing. Oh, There's okay. one drink, the right. espresso milkshake, but that's it. An that's, espresso it milkshake? It involves ice cream. It's absolutely delicious, but it is. it has a lot of moving parts it's, to it, so yeah. it takes a little while, but... It, other than that, that's I love making coffee of all sorts. It, it sounds delicious. No, it's like dessert in a cup. It's where where very do you good. get one of those? Right over here. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. you Just that? don't order it when she's behind. Yes. <laughs> well, she's never behind. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so as the educator, uh, you help everybody here know how to do what they're doing. But if somebody wanted to learn more, does Groundwork offer courses we, or classes and things? We currently mostly offer training for wholesale clients so people who buy our coffee yeah but the goal this year definitely is to kind of open it up more to the public oh so uh, a goal of mine in some of the stores uh, is to do public classes um we're actually doing at our rose avenue location um this upcoming month End of February, we're doing an event, like a barista art show. But then on the side, I'll be teaching a manually brewing class. So I'll be teaching how to brew a Chemex. 
cool. And that Separate. is on February 28th. 28th. Um, at our Rose Avenue location from 6 to 8 p.m. So you can come learn a Chemex class. Down to Venice Beach? Yes. All right. It's a little bit of a trek yeah. for all of us, but... Um, We'll just fly in the Santa Monica airport, Burbank airport. There you go. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah, so we want to start doing more of those things, Um, public cuppings, learning how to brew coffee, all sorts of stuff. So hopefully this year it becomes a reoccurring thing. I love it. Uh, It's exciting that someone with so much passion for coffee is is putting all these things together. So it's great. very excited. Rebecca Smith from Groundwork, the wholesale and retail educator. Thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for brewing this coffee. <laughs> this yes. was a delight. Yes, thanks. <laughs> thank you. It was a real yes. treat. We really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you. That was a great way to taste one bean, was it? I mean, that was really completely surprised me on the three different brewing methods and the flavors between them. I yeah, mean, it's com- crazy. It's crazy to, to taste them next to each other and see what a difference is just with the same bean. Especially the French press for me. That was. <laughs> yeah. It was like a completely different coffee. Yeah. I but I enjoyed them all. Uh, but again, that V60 was the top. You might have to get a V60. I may have to. <laughs> well, Amazon wish list. Yeah, there you go. So while we continue enjoying these coffees, Miles, we have a minute or two. How was your week this week? I know it was a little crazy, it wasn't was it? good. Hey, first of all, Jason, yeah. I want to thank you for oh. letting me use your credit card to pay for my parking <laughs> spot. I showed up. I was a, a, a pretty big disaster when I showed up. Uh-huh. I parked somewhere. I went to pay for the meter. And uh, didn't have my wallet on me. Right. All I had on me were uh, $300 bills that I found in my son's <laughs> cash box earlier this week. Really? Because I noticed I don't usually keep cash in, in those amounts, but I had it in my desk from something. Uh-huh. On my desk, like out. Oh, and uh, they, it was just gone. Really? And, uh, gone like, off your desk? It was. And I, I knew exa- <laughs> I immediately knew exactly where it was. It was in my six-year-old's uh, cash box. <laughs> and sure enough, there it was. <laughs> and so uh, it's kind of weird. It's like it's not really stealing. He's just putting it in a different place. Right, sure. Right? Yeah, it, I, it feel like he's not taking it. No, you know, no. I mean, he took it off my desk. Yeah. But it's not like he hid it. He just put it with the rest of his money. It, it looks better in his Fine. bank than on your desk. Finders <laughs> keepers. So, you know, he's been doing that with like jewelry and stuff. Oh. We've had that talk. Like he just puts it under his pillow. He's like, a, he's, he's like a bird building a nest. With this money, though, I was like, all right, it's time to have a talk with him about, about this. It's oh. not like you're just finding a quarter on the ground yeah. and putting it in your cash no, box. No, certainly like not. You find a $100 bill on my desk, then... <laughs> Leave it on my desk. Yeah. There's certain off-limit places. So we had that talk, and yeah. then, uh, but anyway, I couldn't pay for my parking meter with a, a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> so I jaywalked across the street yeah. to get here. Yeah, and you he walked in. He said, "Yo, I need your credit card." It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if somebody would have come up to me and asked me for my credit card. I handed it to him. <laughs> jaywalked back across the street, paid yep. for the parking. So yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, we went skiing uh, last weekend. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh. And, you know, gotta say. So it was interesting experience. Kids this is in, the whole family, right? Yeah. Two of the kids were in ski school. It, and ski school tends to be like a very, you know, there's like a magic carpet that goes up. It's very not steep hill at right, the bottom. Right, yeah, sure. The bunny so, slopes. Yeah, so six-year-old by, you know, partway through the day, he's like just going straight down with the skis. And the teacher's like, you know, he's ready if you want to take him up and just go on like a, you know, up the lift on a regular run. Oh, so I took him up and I, you know, I'm all right at skiing, but I know nothing about how to teach a kid skiing. Uh-huh. So I just kind of went up and I was, it's like, you're up <laughs> okay. on a real hill. It's like, Let's go. <laughs> show me what you learned. 
And uh, they're oh trying to teach him, you know, there's like pizza and then there's French fries. Oh, so the way it holds your skis. I yeah. See. So okay. he tried, he was like French frying, going straight down. Oh. So like when your skis are next to each other, so you're going pretty quick. Oh, yeah. He's going French fries like on this real hill. Oh. And uh, he's, <laughs> when it gets steep, you know, he he looks fine, but he is clearly going out of control. So I'm behind him oh, trying man. to slow down. <laughs> pizza, pizza. <laughs> And then he would just wipe out. Yeah. And that happened like 20 times down the hill. We get to the bottom yeah. and he's just like, it's like he had so much confidence at the top. Right. And he's like just shattered Aww. now. It's like crying. <laughs> the lift's about to close because it's the end of the day. Oh, okay. And uh, my other son's like, hey, let's do that one more time. And he's like, I want to go too. And I, I and I, er, are you really? And I look up at my wife and I'm like <laughs> eyes wide shaking my head. <laughs> And then it's like, but you know, you don't want that to be your last run. No, yeah. So I, the, I actually went and talked to the instructor. The instructor was like, yeah, you know, with in these situations, you can't just like let them go down the hill. Oh. Like, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, Miles. I was like, can you give me some pointers? Like, I feel like this is on me a little bit. So he, he's like, yeah, just ski in front of them and make them follow you. Oh, go back. It was like, advice, he's like, yeah. we practice this, like doing these parallel turns yeah. back and forth across the hill. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we'll try that this time. Makes sense. Last, last time was terrifying. <laughs> and uh, that worked like a charm. Oh. Went from crashing 20 times to crashing maybe like once or twice. And did he crash into you or did he crash on his own? I, I mean, I can't even remember a crash, to tell you the truth. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. It may have been a perfect record. Oh, I don't know. Oh, wow. But it was like, he's smiling. He's having fun. He's like, he's like, yeah, when a kid just sees like nothing in front of them, they're just going to go. <laughs> So it's, like, it's crazy you make a small adjustment and uh all right and you know he ended up doing it really well i'm not sure i would have let my son uh go in front of me uh straight down i told you i know nothing about teaching <laughs> neither do i i thought he had learned <laughs> like the pizza wedge <laughs> yeah i sure. was expecting right. more pizza less yeah. french fry but it was all french fry <laughs> so then you know toward the bottom i'm like P when i'm yelling at him pizza so, yeah it's sure. like that wasn't what he was doing on the slopes down there. So he's just not very good at it. Well, so I was like, I, I don't know what to do. So did uh, after that, were they able to keep going up and down the big runs? Uh, that was the last. That was the it last. It was the run. very end of the afternoon. Oh, you didn't take him to a black diamond next. <laughs> yeah. Well, part of the reason I want to go back up, it's yeah. like the whole thing of I don't care how much fun I'm not having. <laughs> we paid too much for this lift ticket to <laughs> We're not gonna... go up. We're going to ride this lift until they tell us no. You're the last man off the hill. That's right. What about you? <laughs> oh, me, man. Miles, I have one of those uh, moments in life that uh, makes you uh, appreciate being a dad. Tell me about this. Oh, what, me. What, what? What is this? <laughs> yeah, you I don't know what you're talking you about. You got no. one of those yet? <laughs> well, you know, uh, my boy. Just kidding, kids. <laughs> if you hear this, <laughs> that's right. It, my boy, uh, uh, a month ago, right before a holiday, said, oh, "We're we're doing a science fair, and uh, I want to enter." And was like, "Oh, well, that sounds like fun." And you know, the school has you know, you've just seen those science fairs in movies. <laughs> I've never done a science fair. Oh, so I've done one before. I've never done one. So for me, it was new. But uh, yeah, we're, you know, th it's going to be, they have to come up with a project and have a hypothesis and, and then do the the, the, uh, the experiments and then write a conclusion. So it's like a legitimate science fair. It sounds like junk science. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's too political. Right. And so, yeah. and so um, uh, you know, we were saying, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And we gave him some suggestions and things and, and he says, ah, I don't know. I think I'm going to do it about bubbles. I was like, bubbles? What do you mean? He says, yeah, I want to discover 
what the best bubble is, like a soap bubble, right? You mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about. You blow the bubble and you want it. Are there other types of bubbles? Well, you know. I it's like <laughs> spit bubbles, bubblegum bubbles. Yeah, bubblegum. There you go. And so I was like, okay, that sounds like an interesting thing. And he says, yeah, my hypothesis is, is uh, I think that uh, salt, if you add salt to, to soap bubble solution, uh, you will, it will be stronger and last longer. And I said, well, that's interesting. Where, where do you uh, get that idea from? He says, it just makes sense to me. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> great. Let's go for it. The sodium ions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was ready for that kind of answer, but no, that didn't come out. It's like, it just makes sense. It All right, feels so right. <laughs> it's just my gut. <laughs> so we did it. Uh, you know, of course, uh, he, he procrastinated until possibly last, you know, week before the actual science fair. But he did it. He did all the science, and and I helped him. My wife and I helped him do it, and we and he decided he wanted to do the basic soap solution. We do one with toothpaste in the soap solution. We do the one with uh, with glycerin in the soap solution, which if you know glycerin, it makes bubbles last a long time. And then he'll what, do, where do you get glycerin? Uh, you can buy glycerin anywhere. Don't they put your name on a list? <laughs> no, store? no, this is a vegetable glycerin. It's not dangerous. Well, maybe, maybe it is, and I don't know. And then, of course, we'll do the one with the salt. And we did all those. And uh, by the way, interesting, uh, salt is like not a good idea. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not what my gut was telling me. It seems like salt wouldn't work as well. <laughs> well, you know, it was, it was fun regardless. And, uh, and he was proud to say that my hypothesis failed. It was the worst bubble yet because we tried to launch the bubble with a salt and it wouldn't even sh turn into a bubble. Well, I mean, then you got to go back and change your hypothesis. No, <laughs> no, no, because the idea was you have a hypothesis, you try to prove it, and if you fail, I know that's what okay. science is. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, we did all the data and he was very into it. Uh, he, you know, we took, we did 10 different uh, bubbles and we stopped, used the stopwatch, timed them all out. I mean, we did this whole rigmarole and we logged it all and he kept notes and things like that. And then uh, daddy helped him design the board. Uh, and, you know, I happened to have Photoshop skills. And so I made the board and stuff. And so that was it. And we're like, okay, there it's done. We turned it in on time. Everybody was happy. So we're like, well, you know, we, we, we took the board over to, uh, to the science fair where they were having it. And then we walk in and you see all these other projects and the kids were, it was mind blowing. Some of these kids are geniuses. <laughs> I mean, some of their kids' dads had photoshopping <laughs> skills that surpassed yours. But no, not quite. But still, the, it was the actual experiment that was oh, yeah, brilliant. I and uh, I mean, the imagination of these kids. So anyhow, we're like, well, and my boy was like, wow, these are really good. <laughs> was, you know, so that's fine. But then we, uh, right before the uh, judging, and by the way, the judges of this weren't just teachers. They were actual scientists from JPL. These are NASA guys that were the, the judges for each of all the projects. Wow. And so I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. And, and he had to present his project to them and they would ask him questions and to see if he really knew the data that was he was- way more intense than the uh, science project that I did. There you go. I did so, mine when I had chicken pox, oh, by the way. wow. That's how- <laughs> I'm starting, I'm like, uh, aging myself. Yeah, here. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, For those of you who don't know what chicken pox is. <laughs> there are little bumps. No, but it was, it was legitimate. You know, uh, scientists, and he was nervous. He told me he was nervous. We couldn't watch that part. But he, he says, but I did it, Daddy. I, I was very proud, and I, and I told him, and I, and I gave him the, all the stuff, and I was like, that's great, son. Whatever happens, happens. It'll be great. So uh, a few days later, we get a text. Uh, Please be at the ceremony, the award ceremony. Your son has won something. 
we're like, oh, well, that's cool. He won something. He did something great. That's great. So we get to the ceremony and, uh, you know, it's uh, jammed, packed with parents. And, uh, and so they start giving out awards. And first is the, like, the awards, like, uh, uh, this is the, uh, the, the most creative idea award. So, oh, that's it. That's the one he got. And they go through all these names. And, nope, he didn't get that one. Best visual background award. <laughs> no, they didn't give out that graphics. <laughs> Unfortunately, I would have won that one. And then, you know, the, the next one was uh, the, the amount of data collector, just different things, these odd, and every time they would say them, these odd uh, uh, awards, we would say, oh, that's the one we're going to win. He's like, no, that's not the one. So well, he didn't win those. And, and my son's like, well, I'm not going to win any of these, daddy. Don't worry about it. He's like, okay. So then there's like, okay, now it's time for first, second, third, and honorable mention. He's like, ah, honorable mention. That's what we're going to get. And he's like, yeah, that'll get. And he got, and then they do the honorable mention. No, nothing. And then they do third, nothing. Second, nothing. Jeez. And it's first place. And, and, and then so my wife and I are like, oh, they must have made a mistake. And my son's, yeah, there's no way I'm going to win first place. They may have. <laughs> and then. Just kidding. And then they call first place and they call his name in the third grade category. First place, he wins. And uh, we were all, I mean, we just, he looked at me. I looked at him. My wife was like, what? That's pretty cool. <laughs> and he won first place. And we were like, and he, man, the grin on that boy, the pride was beaming off of him. It was beautiful. And he ran up on that stage and he got the award. It was, it was just a great moment and something that he did not expect. We didn't expect. And it was just, I was the proudest dad in the world. And then we get the metric because they have an actual metric that they do. And they showed how it was really his presentation that, yeah. that took it yeah. over the top. No, that's neat. And Miles, for your information, they on the bottom they said this was the best board of the show. Did they? <laughs> yes, they did. So take one for my Photoshop nice. skill. <laughs> I was so proud. But they didn't. That didn't come into consideration. No, it didn't come into in cons the final judgment. <laughs> Maybe it did a little. <laughs> you must be proud then. I was very proud. That's pretty cool. Congratulations, to yeah, your son. Yeah, I'm, I'm. And clearly to you well. for being a better parent. <laughs> I gotta say, this is not gonna help your know-it-all problem. No. Because now he can just point to his, he's like, look at my resume. Yeah, that's right. I know, I know this. Look, do I need to show you my resume? That's First right. place, science fair. Yeah. Well, it was a great moment and I'll never forget it. And uh, I'm so proud of him. And I guess that's the bonus of being a dad. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and cool. the bonus of being here, Miles, we're still here at Groundwork in North Hollywood at the historic train depot uh, and finishing off these coffees. They're kind of cold now, but they're still delicious. <laughs> and uh, Miles, this was really a great little treat. Uh, we, I think I learned a lot about uh, tasting coffee side by side and then these different brewing methods. Now I really know what to order because I don't own these things. I don't have a V60 or Chemex. I know you have a Chemex. I think. Yeah, yeah, and a French but, press. But I don't. Uh, I don't. And so now it's kind of neat to know what I'm going to get well, you out need of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because when you don't taste them side by side individually, they're like, oh, this is great coffee. But yeah. when you do that side by side test, what? A difference yeah you can't taste the difference yeah. i'd never done that before i had never had the patience or the equipment to brew <laughs> or the skills to brew three different kinds of coffee next yeah, to each other and and, and, and taste how they how they differed and knowing that i had done it right too. yeah right and and it's neat that you can come to this specific location and and do that for yourself but i'm sure you could do it at any other coffee shop uh you if you ask them and you have the money and you want to buy a bunch of different coffees yeah i, I highly recommend it because you will learn a lot about that one single coffee 
and how different it can taste from one brewing method to the other. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have to try this with all the uh, a whole bunch of other kinds of beans. Oh, too, I think, that's Jason. a great idea, Miles. <laughs> There's our next show. I call not, yeah. <laughs> what do you call not what? I call not having to brew the, all three. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, Jason, yeah. before we end the show, let's oh, just sure. uh, remind everyone, as we always do, to subscribe. Oh, okay. I'll give you three more reasons apart from all the other reasons. Oh, you're going to give us three reasons. <laughs> this is great. Okay. What are the three reasons, Miles? Well, Jason, <laughs> number one, yeah. discover new coffee shops and coffees. <clears throat> we only take you to the best places. That's true. That's right. That's a good one. Yeah, we'll give like you some inside information of the coffee shops we visit. So we'll meet the people, which drinks you should order, finding the best parking spots. That's a good one because parking is crazy in this town. That's what I hear. You learn how to enjoy coffee even more, so you get tips from people who know what they're doing. Yeah, and, and us too, yeah. And a bonus, Miles, uh, you get the eardrop on our weekly conversations. Oh, goody. <laughs> so, so, yeah, hit subscribe for us. Hit subscribe on all your friends and uh, family members' yeah, phones. Yeah, steal their phones. If you know their phone codes, go in there. They won't notice. <laughs> Absolutely. No, actually, yeah, tell them too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thanks to yeah. everyone for subscribing. Yeah, thank you, and uh, we appreciate it, and it certainly helps our show grow. And we hope you enjoyed this episode so that you will subscribe. And if you did, do what Miles says. Take a second and subscribe. It's easy to do and it doesn't cost you a thing. That's and, right. And if you have an idea for our show or a topic or a guest uh, you think we should have on our show or a coffee shop you love that we need to visit, uh, hit us up at coffeecafepodcast.com. There you'll find links to our socials and emails too. And we'd love to hear from you. And thanks again to uh, Becca for being on the show and sharing her knowledge and expertise. I certainly learned a lot. Absolutely. And thanks to you all for listening. And until next week, enjoy the brew. See you, Miles. Later, Jason.